episode of the Punk Rocket Show is brought to you by the label Iodine Recordings. Their catalog includes great punk, pop punk, and hardcore bands like Smoke or Fire, The Iron Roses, Hey Tanks, Stretch Armstrong, The Darling Fire, and many, many more. It's not complicated. All the bands on Iodine Recordings are a great fit on this podcast, and the label is run by great humans with good values. selection of gorgeous colored LPs. Thank you so much Iodine for supporting this podcast. Check the show notes or visit iodinerecords.com and enjoy this episode. for the bands Fresh from London and Ormsor from Denmark. And my recommendation for you this week is for the band Horsewhip from Florida. They just signed on Iodine Recordings. I hope you're ready, my good friends, because the show is starting now. Hi! I hope you are doing insanely good today. I'm good. I'm in a good mood. It's almost spring here in Quebec City. And of course, I feel great when I hear and see the snow melt. The days are longer. It's not completely dark when I'm done with my day job at 5.30 p.m. Ah, yeah, I love this. I also have way more fun taking my long walks in the city while I'm listening to good music. So yeah, it's all positive. Also, I'm in a positive vibe because I'm booking great guests these days. I mean, as usual, all my guests are great. But I've been having some great preparation challenges. So I recently interviewed Jason Cruz from Strung Out that you're going to hear next week. And I'll soon have an interview with Lindsay of Friends or Rome. I'm so excited. I know you've been requesting this one for a long time. And now the timing is great with their new album. So in a few weeks, you're going to have this interview on the podcast. And this week, of course, I have the amazing Karina. And it makes me happy. Because I really love to interview people working for different medias, other podcasters, photographer, people in the industry. Especially when it's my fellow women friends. I'm also super stoked about some great new stuff that have been released recently. For instance, I absolutely love the new song of my friend Amy Gaba for her project Amy Gaba and the Almost Famous. Her specialty is ska punk music. And the new song is called One of My Mistakes. And if you want to know more about her, I suggest you, you go back to episode 62 because I had a nice chat with her. Also, the Barstool Preachers released such a pretty song and a great video for their new song called Lighthouse Keeper. It's very emotional with the piano, like it's a piano-only 
song with vocals, piano and vocals. So it's different there than their usual stuff. But it's so beautiful. It's like a crescendo of emotions. The vocal intensity is like gradual. Wow, I really loved it. And I'm very excited to hear their new album, Above the Static, in just a few days because it's going to be released at the end of March, I think, if I'm correct, like March 30 or 31st. And oh, yeah, so Melvin of NoFX has a solo side project called Melvinator. And he released a NoFX cover for the song Regaining Unconsciousness. And there's also a video, by the way, produced by Baz the Frenchman. And the rendition of the cover. Can we call it a cover when it's your own band songs you're covering? Yeah, I think, I guess. I think we could call it a cover. <laughs> uh, the rendition is really electro rock. And the video is like psychedelic. Ooh. Don't take LSD while watching this video. <laughs> but it's great. So Melvinator will release an album on May 12th on Fat Records. Are you surprised? And it's going to be called The Rise of Melvinator. So it's the end of NoFX, apparently, but it's the rise of the Melvinator, huh? I've been very obsessed with the new songs from Samyam, and yeah, I'm really excited about their new single they just released. It's called Something, and we're going to find this song on their upcoming album, Stowaway, available on March 31st. I told you there are a lot of things this week. And I'm not done talking to you about new stuff because my friend Maddie Grace, who's a front woman of the band Cluttered, but also has a great solo project. She just released a new song called, I don't know how to pronounce that. I think it's like airport letters like Y-O-W-Y-H-Z-Y-O-W. Or maybe I should pronounce it, um, yo, this is yo. Oh, okay, I just Googled. So it's Ottawa Airport, Halifax Airport. She's from there. Ottawa Airport. <laughs> I I solved the mystery. And Maddie Grace will release a double EP on April 7th. And it's going to include the EP, The Breakdown of Progress and Dysphoria City Limits. And if you want to know more about her, go back to episode 65 because I had a nice chat with Maddie. The band The Caroline released a very nice indie punk version of The Cranberries in their song Salvation. Check that. Also, I really love the new Jughead's Revenge song called I'll Be Seeing You. And I can't wait to hear the new EP in May. And finally, if you love ska punk music, you have to check the new video for the new P.O. Box song. P.O. Box is a French band. It's super good. The song is called Safe or Sorry. And we will have the chance to listen to their new album, Space Available, in May. What a great spring we're going to have regarding two releases. I want to say thank you to the website punknews.org because that's where I took all those news today. So, okay, by the way, I usually take the news on Punk News, but also on different newsletters from labels, uh, directly from bands on their social medias. Also um, from other websites like Skate Punkers, Dying Scene. 
also alt press, a lot of different medias. But today it was only on punk news. So I just want to give them some credit. And now it's time to listen to some great music. Repugmentation. My recommendation for today is for the band Horsewhip from Florida. They were formed in 2018 and they play a very good blend of hardcore, cross-punk, metal influences. They just signed on Iodine Recordings and they released their new single, Buried. Let's listen to it! And by the way, you can grab this song for free on Bandcamp. magazines like Dying Scene, New Noise, Rock Freaks, Punk Rock Radar, etc. We had a conversation about her influences, how she discovered punk rock, what led her to be a writer on those websites, the scene in Denmark. We talked about Green Day, <laughs> her day-to-day -day at work, etc. And at the end of the interview, you'll hear a repunkmendation for the indie punk band Fresh from London, UK. You'll hear the song Get Bent. Get Bent. And Karina's second repunkmendation is for the band Omsorg from Denmark. It's a post-hardcore band. So good. You'll hear their song Moments, Movements. <laughs> Hey punk rock human, if you like merch as much as I do, I strongly repunkment you the website epicmerchstore.com. They have t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, long sleeves and 
for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore and metal bands from all around the planet. So if you like bands like Good Riddance, The Dreadnoughts, Friends of Rome, After the Fall, Diesel Boy, Crank, Straight Line, Polly, Randy and many more. Oh, they also have a Tony Slide tribute merch. They support smaller and bigger bands from all around the world. Plus, they ship worldwide and you can have a flat rate shipping cost. Get your merch at epicmerchstore.com. Hi, Karina. Hello, hello. Oh, I can hear you. Oh, good. I see you. I hear you. <laughs> I can hear you. Yay! I'm so happy to see you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? How was work? Oh, it was not very productive, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I'm sorry. I'm keeping you very late. Um, no, it's fine. I'm working. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> so, uh, but where are you on this crazy planet? That's the question I always ask first to my guests. I'm in Copenhagen, Denmark. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I thought you were in the UK. No. Why? I'm in Copenhagen, Denmark. That's uh, that's a bit far away. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. I need to visit eventually. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. Please come. <laughs> so today I wanted to know more about your work. I also want to hear about your repunctations because you're the boss for this episode. <laughs> you're going to choose the... The songs and the band, so it's gonna be very fun. And but maybe first you could talk to me about how you discovered punk rock in general in your life. Oh, that's I a big was question. A kid, oh, I, yeah? my parents used to own a sports bar in Copenhagen, mm. and we'd have um, we would have bartenders and servant uh, servers, and the bartenders were always very big on punk and punk rock. And I think it kind of went hand in hand with football. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like um, when West Ham was playing, we'd hear like forever blowing bubbles by the Cockney rejects. And I was like, Oh, this is so good. So I became a West Ham fan because of that. But the more, the younger the staff became because mm -hmm. yeah they the older staff would get proper proper jobs um yeah they'd start playing like stuff like green day or you, the ramones or mm. stuff like that and it just like it just stuck with me it always starts with green age. day <laughs> it always starts with green day Yeah, it always starts with Green Day. I don't know why. Me too. God damn. No matter where you are on the world, no matter what's your age, um, no matter when it was, whether it mm. was in the 90s or the 2000s, it's, it always starts with Green Day. I like that. <laughs> it's always Green Day. You guys, they, they got to stop because they, they made some very, very catchy albums. Yeah, true. And it's yeah, catchy and... For me, it was the transition between very pop things and very punk mm. things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I think like what Green Day, Green Day had going with uh, Dookie because I'm, I was young when that came out. So I remember yeah. when people started having CDs mm -hmm. and like the old um, record players where you could like put 10 CDs in at a time and then put... <laughs> 
<laughs> that was it. That was the shit. We that all was... wanted this one. <laughs> we did, and it was like these these guys would have the biggest binders of albums and just go through and it would be like a hundred pages of different stuff. I still have mine in my closet there. Yeah, but one thing you could always be sure of is like in those 10 CDs they choose for the evening, Green Day would always be there. Yeah. (laughs) And then they'd throw on some Bad Religion and The Offspring and different stuff. But you'd never have like I don't know, Motley Crue or Death Leopard or anything like that. It just had to be stuff to keep you awake. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was, I appreciated that stuff. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So yeah. Okay. So you were into Green Day, then the, I could say the Californian wave, the nineties. Bad yeah. religion. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I think. Yeah, I would say, and I don't know, later, I think when I had to discover my own taste, I, that was around, um, Amer- when American Idiot came out with mm-hmm. Green Day, I just decided to rip myself away and discover my own stuff. And what was funny is, um, that's when I discovered Blink and... The offspring and all these. So I went from Green Day and Bad Religion, and I went like, "This music sounds fun." Mm-hmm. The offspring and yeah, uh, Blink and all these guys and Fall Out Boy, and it just it became more pop punk mm-hmm. than it actually was punk. And I went like, "Oh, I'm a rebel, I'm a bad <laughs> rebel." <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I understand because, you know, before I got into like Green Day and Blink, I was into the Backstreet Boys and the Spice Girls. So I had to make room in my on my walls to to have posters of Green Day. (laughs) So I felt like, okay, yeah, now I'm a rebel. So I felt exactly the same way. (laughs) Oh, man, I wish I had the, um, the Spice Girls and the Backstreet Boys um phase in my life I think that came later I think that came when I started going to high school and all and we'd have like these weird parties yeah and you'd always listen to Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys and get drunk and stuff like that oh it was one of those it wasn't that good and I understood deep down why it never caught me but that's because I didn't grow up with the music around but me. I don't know how old you are, but I'm 39, and when the Backstreet Boys came out, I was like 12, so I was the perfect target age. <laughs> I'm 30. Yeah. So they kind of missed me. Yeah. But I know a lot of my friends, they love them now. Hey, so maybe that's why you didn't have this era in your life. <laughs> I mean, it's fun when we go to karaoke bars and they get up and start singing Backstreet oh, yeah. Boys. It's always a, a success, immediate success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, this uh, we can do. But my go-to would probably be Queen or something because that's much easier and so much funnier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always a a big moment of <laughs> karaoke night. <laughs> Good. So, okay. And... um. After that, uh, what were your favorite bands and how did your music taste uh, evolve? Sorry, my English sucks right now. I just had a nap and my English 
get erased all the time after I nap. <laughs> My favorite bands. Oh, oh, that's a that's a wild one because while I decided to like progress in my punk i discovered indie punk yeah and that was like that was so much better and then it became indie and then a few years later i was like you know what i've i've been the indie girl for a few for a few years now i'm going back to um to punk and that was right around the time where the interrupters mm. were making their way on the scene I really like the interrupters and I have actually liked them for a long time now. Mm -hmm. And I think they're one of my go-to bands. Um, yeah. But my, but my favorite bands. Wow. I think that's hard. Yeah, that's hard. it is. But uh, through the time, because I, mine was at some point, no use for a name. Then it was, and it still is like a Willem scream. And I got into more like melodic hardcore skate punk bands you know so i can mm -hmm. see it i mean no fun at all oh yeah and uh venera and yeah but, but that's because they were right across in sweden the, sweden yeah i know you went you interviewed no fun at all it was a great one <laughs> i did that was fun it was it was fun seeing um a lead singer of a band that you've followed Mm -hmm. for 10 plus years and then their newest edition yeah um but it was it was kind of it, it was great fun and it was so nice mm -hmm. yeah it was okay. such a great interview so uh, yeah of course you're influenced by uh bands close to your hometown and you know it's always starts with some local scene or countries around if you're in europe and you know other province for me in quebec Oh yeah, I would say like if if I have to look at just the past three years, I would say I would say that in the Danish scene, we have we've gotten like such good uh, variation of um, well that word fucked up of um, punk music. Yeah. We have like bands like Whale and Forever Unclean. Um, oh. We have a band called Amsol, which means cozy. I'm pretty sure if we translate it via Google, but all these bands that have been popping up here and there. And so I'd never really used to pay any attention to the Danish mm -hmm. music scene because I always felt it was, it was weak. Oh, but, yeah. I really misjudged it. No, but and I so, don't know a lot of bands from there, to be honest. Yeah. No, it's it's weird. It's actually weird because we have so many good bands. Mm -hmm. uh, Snack, Fall Back Down, which is a ska band. Um, Veckler's, which is a post-hardcore screen band. Nexo, which is also a post-hardcore band. And it's and Fiula and Heraki and all these bands. And it's like, wow, we actually have mm -hmm. a very loaded and colorful scene. And I felt really bad for judging it all those years ago. <laughs> so I spent like the previous, like since 2019, late 19, just deep diving into the Danish music scene and just going like, wow, actually they have something that oh, yeah. I couldn't really get from 
the American music scene because that all started sounding the same. Mm-hmm. Because you'd have True. bands like um, Blink and who was the big one? And um, of Spring. Yeah, but what, what a, they sounded like Blink. Um, not neck deep, but they did. Newfound Glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they all started sounding like the same in a lot of ways and didn't really bring anything new to the table. And I guess that kind of got boring in the long run. Mm -hmm. So for me to discover, like, go a bit of of an outlier and say, like, oh, indie punk, yeah, that might be the way. That was actually a huge game changer for me because it introduced me to... Yeah, Martha, for example, bubblegum punk. <laughs> But yeah, so I would say, like, if if we're talking the past, yeah, let's say four years, uh, Forever and Clean's one of my favorite bands. Amazing music. Um, fall back down, but that's because it's like ska, and I really mm-hmm. like that. It's fun music to listen to. Oh yeah, I don't care what anyone says. The trumpets. We always need trumpets. Blink is always going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. And I'll, how, I'll die. Yeah. And I'll die how, on that hill. how did you get involved in the scene? Because you're a writer for many uh, websites, platforms like Dying Scene, New Noise, uh, Rock Freaks, a Punk Rock Raider. <laughs> so, how did you get involved in all those uh, medias? I met um, Edison Chief for rock freaks mm-hmm. and the rest is basically history we he went like sure you can come write and i started writing and the same with dying scene it was just one of those take a chance and then yeah i think somewhere along the way i might <laughs> just have been like i want to do this forever so let's just Let's just do it. Nice. Because, I mean, I mean, it's it brings so much joy, even though you have deadlines that you have to fill. But <laughs> I mean, it's worth it. Yeah, I want <laughs> to talk about the the organization of every of all of this because I'm very impressed. I I'm a you know I'm a podcaster. I try to write too, but it's yeah. super hard for me. So I wanted to talk about that. Um, but bef- prior to to become part of like dying scenes were you like reading the website or like punk news and you were like uh starting to notice all the the writers were writing (laughs) about music no i'd been following dying scene for 10 years Mm -hmm. they introduced me to a villain scream Ah! for example i didn't i didn't know about them um And some other bands that I stopped listening to, I don't remember why, but it was more one of those, oh, okay, if they suggest this, let's check it out because they haven't been wrong mm-hmm. about uh, bands. So, yeah, it, it was like coming on board dying scene. It was like, oh, my God, my, my little dream came true in that one. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for both Rock Freaks and Dying Scene because they give me a lot of... Um, creative mm-hmm. outlet and basically let me do it what I want as long as it's inside the genre. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so you have a, 
you were very independent with your choices of topics and bands to cover. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I would say that I don't think it would work if if they if they didn't kind of meet me halfway. I, I would say that it's a it's a three way street. It's a two way street. Um, I put in the work, and then I yeah. get rewarded by being able to choose my own mm-hmm. small bands. And I always run it through. I don't just like post and go like, okay, this is Taylor Swift. Let's just post about Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's it's basically me just annoying my editors and going like, oh, I found this band on Bandcamp. <laughs> it's like indie, indie emo. Um, I'm just going to write about it. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah. um, Pesari, the, uh, the editor-in-chief of uh, Rock Creeks, who was an amazing guy. He just got like so fed up in the end and he just went like, <laughs> yeah, whatever, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. I know it's another emo indie band. Yeah, do what you want. And I would say like him and I, we, I think this is the year where we're going to be battling on who composed the most album reviews because... It's it's just he's he's been spitting out reviews the last oh. three weeks and I'm like not looking at my list going, Oh, I don't have eight waiting for me. <laughs> I'll get to them. Oh wow. And okay, so let's uh because I, I'm a very disorganized person, so I wonder how you stay organized because there are so many bands probably that you want to write about. There are so many things being released i don't know if prior to that you had a day job so how how do you manage all of this what's your organization i'm taking those i asked the same question to m more from punk news because i <laughs> i really oh. i admire that work i am um, i have an xl arc And in my xl arc i put in every band that um i review and Well, that needs to be reviewed. And when mm-hmm. they've been reviewed, I put them over in another box where it's oh. reviewed and then they have the grade and everything. Um, but I think one of the things that really helped me in the beginning was to give myself deadlines. Like with Rock oh. Freaks, you don't have any specific deadline. It's more one of those, you get to it when you get to it. And the same with Dying Scene. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no rush or anything. Just, I mean, just when you have time <laughs> that would kill like, me <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but if i really like an album like with cigars um album that they put out mm-hmm. back in the september I, it took it, oh my god it took me 11 days to write mm. because and that was like 11 days where it would where it would only be played in my house my kids knew all the songs by the end of it (laughs) it was was one of those moments when yeah i i see where i'm heading maybe we should just put headphones on to also spare the kids because (laughs) otherwise it's like two weeks and it's two weeks where i focus solely on one album and then i move on and that's just how it goes wow this is an ep guys that's a lot of time that's a lot of time for one review Yeah, but but that's because I believe that you have to be fair. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't review anything out of the first listen because some albums you don't 
like so true on the first listen and some album and that means they're just growers Mm -hmm. and I think with cigars it was one of those I really liked the album so I didn't mind listening to it for 11 days um but then I had a album after which was Boston Manor Mm -hmm. and that one that one uh, it wasn't it was an EP if I recall with with six songs or something but that only took me three days to write Mm. but because I had been (laughs) caught up in the whole um the whole mood of writing it was just it was such a natural flow sometimes I oh sorry sometimes I do spend less time um on reviews but if it's an album that really catches me i really want to do a good job yeah oh wow and uh so what makes a good review so you because that's that that was one of my questions that that would what makes a good review like you said you have to be fair so you have to mm. spend a lot of time on it uh what else um if you have to give them criticism and you do sometimes have to criticize a band if they've If you, okay, so there's, there's, there's a bit of difference with the reviews, like with constant reviews and stuff, it's, Uh it's your own opinion. It's your experience you're writing about, but when you're doing the album reviews, you have to think a bit more bias or something. You can't really be, um, you have to be objective. Yeah. You have to be really objective and that can be hard because you can go like, oh, I don't like this album and then write four paragraphs on why you don't like it. But you have to like think of how other people would maybe <laughs> see it. Yeah. Like, um, so it's it's if you have to give criticism, I mean, you have to be fair. You can't just say, oh, I didn't like this album. You have to be constructive in your criticism. Yeah. Like, Maybe it would have sounded better if you did X or Y, but then again, if you're not a musician, I'm not a musician, you are, I wouldn't be able to say uh, they should have done this better and then expect that if they did that the next time around, the song would have been good. It's all like grabbing straws over here. That's interesting. (laughs) I can't do that. I only... I think a lack of courage or something. I can't. I can't tell anything negative about a band. I just can't. I. I but it's. It's about personality sometimes, or. So I. Oh, I admired. Um, I wish I could. I think it's important, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I think with the first five reviews, five album reviews I did, and and actually with the five first. Actually, basically, five first reviews I did, I would get like low key anxiety attacks Aww. going like, "Oh, I hope the band what doesn't hate me." But like, yeah. I was thinking, going, like, they probably wouldn't read what I wrote anyway. So <laughs> just send Not it sure. out there because in at the end of the day, I mean, it's nothing personal. But no, you of do course, get, of course. Now, now it's like, oh, I'm lucky if the band reads my reviewing comes back i mean like petri he he wrote a review for <laughs> no triggers um oh <laughs> album and 
And uh, in good fun, like those guys are so funny. They just wrote back in the comments, go fuck yourselves. Sorry. Uh, but it was one of those. This is they didn't take it personal or anything. We were all like overall excited <laughs> that they had taken the time to tell us to go be by ourselves. And Petri had taken time to review their album. Whoa. <laughs> I would die. <laughs> I wish sometimes it happened with mine. <laughs> wow. But do you have like personal feedback sometimes about your reviews? And um, No, I mean, um, I think the last feedback I had that was at a concert. That was a, at a concert for Ocean. Ocean Grove and Don Broco, where uh, Ocean Grove actually wrote back, thank you for mm. the review and were really nice about it. Otherwise, I think it's been a while. I haven't really posted any uh, album reviews mm. lately. I've been going to concerts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, and I should probably post them. So now you uh, think you have a new job at New Noise? Yes, I do. So what are that you is ex what what will you do I, there? I uh I interview. I did a interview last week and I'm waiting for Merge Records to hit back on a um, another interview. Mm. Um and I think that's like that's that's a really great opportunity and I'm really glad to be on board. Um, again, I've, I used to subscribe to the magazine. So this was, wow. That yeah. Was, yeah. That was a big moment. I, I think I screamed. I think I cried. I think I cried yeah. when I told, um, the owner of nasty cut records, uh, <laughs> he's on holiday. So, <laughs> so I think I woke him up really early when, when I saw the email <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, I got a job. Oh wow! And but is it a different uh, way to do the things there compared to dying scene, or because it's a it's big, like it's pretty it's bigger than dying scene. Um, it is. It's uh, you have deadlines, and uh, <laughs> nice. yeah, you have two weeks from oh. the assignment date, and that's and that's actually nice. Um, you have you got an email pitch list mm -hmm. sent out. And that's also interesting because I've never tried that before. It's a, it's a smart way to go about it, like a list mm -hmm. where you can just go, I want this person. Um, so I'm actually really excited for that. I'm really excited for, yeah, everything that they come with because they're super nice people too. Uh. And I'm, I'm working with, bloggers and people who've released books and i'm just sitting over here going like oh yeah it's fun i just shit post guys and do you have to manage all the booking or some someone else do do does no it i for have you? to manage my own booking. okay so that's um i i i'm used to it from dying scene mm -hmm. but but now it's more of Because with dying scene, I could I could be like, oh, you haven't replied in a month. That's fine. There's no <laughs> rush. We'll do it when you have Good. time. But here it's like, okay, I have until I have ten days until my uh, my due date. 
come on guys my deadline's catching up i need wow. you to speed run this yeah one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was um that's interesting yeah so currently you're working for new noise and punk rock red radar you're also working for a label what's your like current jobs Uh, my current jobs are, um, I do, I'm pushing um, promotion at um, Nasty Cut Records. Mm -hmm. This is also volunteer, but it's like, it's become my third baby, you could call it. Yeah. I think um, I, we're, we're five people sitting in the record label and we all have different jobs and um And it started with me meeting Andrew at, um, I can't remember when we first met, <laughs> but I remember him from Pup. We went to see Pup together. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, it was very much like, oh, you like this? I like this too. And then it's just got the ball rolling and stuff. And then he decided to make it a proper label. And I was like, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I want to do the, I want to do the promotion and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Yeah. When you believe in something, uh, it's great to, to help. Yeah. And I mean, he does so much for him and Leo from the overjoyed do so much for the music scene. Andrew, mm. he's also from Greece and Leo is from Greece Leo, he's in Greece oh. and he's doing so much for the Greek scene over there with the Nasty Cut sessions where he's filming bands and stuff perform and posting them online. And Andrew's doing so much for the Danish scene over wow. here with um, with releasing bands and like listening to demos. Mm -hmm. Making sure that if you order a vinyl, please order the vinyls. <laughs> you he sends them off like he works nonstop. Oh yeah. So passionate was... people. Pardon? I said passionate people. So passionate. And that's why I like the label because it's mm -hmm. it's any stupid idea I have, I know that they'll be with me on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um and I I wanted to know if you have some If you had some life-changing interviews in your life, like something that a conversation you had with a band or an artist and you were like, oh, wow, that was insane. Um, or just a very big fan moment or an interview you will always remember for X reasons. I don't know. I think that would go with... Um, I'm. I got to interview um, the the uh, guitarist from pop mm. that was my first interview um but what made it special was that pop's like one of my favorite bands ah uh. but it wasn't so much the interview it was more after the interview it was one of these oh the guy he's actually really really nice um like he he's caring about other people and would like ask you questions mm -hmm. and like be very open about what's going on with him and stuff like that. And it's just one of those, 
yeah, I'm doing this. And he was like, keep doing it. You're good. And I was like, oh, okay, oh, that's I'll great. Do it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, that's a so, good uh, encouragement for sure. Yeah. So, and that was my first interview. And I was like, okay, if he says so, I believe this guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm curious about, to know your opinion about something. Uh, I feel like we are very few women podcasters in the punk scene, but I feel like there are more and more writers for medias. Do you feel the same way? Am I wrong? Am I? What do you think about that? Hmm. Let me see. Um, I'm hoping that there'll be more writers. Mm -hmm. I feel like um for a volunteer space mm. we aren't enough like i'm the only writer at um i'm the only female writer at rock freaks oh yeah so that's um to be fair we aren't that many but then at uh the sister mm -hmm. magazine well it's not a sister magazine but it's it's kind of the same build it's just with heavy metal instead i think there are like two females mm. Um, and over a dying scene, I think most of our females are actually photographers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here in Quebec, we have a lot of photographers, uh, women. And we have, we, we started a new webzine in Quebec called Le Bad Crew. It's in French. Um, and there are a lot of women who's, who are writing. Yeah, so maybe I. Yeah, see, this is what we should be doing. We, we should be. I should be volunteering there. They don't speak French, right? Because my French is not good. Yeah, but I think they have an English section too. Mm -hmm. I try to write there, but I can't. I'm always like frozen. I'm a speaker. So that what, what I want to do for that project is maybe interview some people in the local scene in French and then put it on YouTube and then they could share it as a post, you know. So I, That's I actually to... a good idea. That would yeah. be a good idea. It's hard for me to write. Yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, sometimes it's it can be hard, she says, with 10 reviews. Yeah. But staring at her. <laughs> but no, I think like overall we could we could do more. Also like mm -hmm. with punk bands and stuff like that, we could get a more female perspective on it. Oh yeah. And um we do we do tend to push male bands a bit more in mm -hmm. my opinion i mean like look at bands like petrol girls mm. or the sewer cats like they make good music and yeah. are as political active as Taylor. any other male dominated punk band sorry guys i might get we, we this may actually turn into the most controversial episode you have <laughs> no for this but i mean we could just sometimes focus a bit more on them um and tell men to turn it down. I don't, no offense guys, but had an abortion. I, I want females to lecture you. I don't need men to lecture me on abortions, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love the Patrol Girls song about that. It's called Baby, I, I Had an Abortion, I think. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> I think the whole CD is so good. Uh, it's so good. They have so much talent. I really wish that they would get booked like once a year in Denmark. I'd oh, fucking yeah. I'd book them. Yeah. Start a, 
Yeah, your new project is a booking company. <laughs> yeah, the only female booking company. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, we had a very nice uh, podcast back in the days, but I think she stopped. Uh, it, it was called "She Is Punk." She's a punk by Shoban. Her name was. It was a great podcast featuring punk women, and oh, wow. we have uh, Mabel's syndromes, but I don't think they are very active in the punk uh, podcasting still. Anyway, but yeah, it's important. Yeah, it is. Girls, yeah. come on. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, and now I want you to present us your repunkmendations. You have two bands you wanted to suggest <clears throat> us. So that's... Uh, I'm suggesting Umso. Yeah. Uh, it would be weird if I didn't suggest this band because they're under the label. Mm-hmm. But they're post-hardcore, and I actually think that they, they re- released their debut album in January. Yes. And I think it's one of recent. the strongest debut albums I've heard. It's really good. It's really good. And they have um the lead singer of Vectors which is also a post hardcore also under our label. Mm-hmm. Um I think everybody who likes post hardcore should check it out and they should just completely check out the whole album. Love Among Ruins is actually mm-hmm. my favorite song on it. And beautifully broken. I just think the band as a whole works well. There's three people again proving that you don't always need the fourth person. Oh yeah, definitely. Where are they from? Dan, uh, Denmark. 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 They're oh, from. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're from Olbo. Nice. Oh shit! I think I I could ask them. I should ask them. <laughs> It's fine. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, they're playing at the festival that Nasty Cut's having. So. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, so I can ask them there. Yeah, that that band is really intense. Yeah, I, I heard. I love the song "Moments Movements" a mm. lot on their debut album. Oh, so yeah. yeah, it's a good. Th- I'm happy you suggesting a band that released the, their first album, so the people could like discover them yeah, with their come first. Come on, guys! Yeah, listen to it. It's so good. And I mean, the next band I have yeah. is um, the other one. Is is fresh. So good. Really, they're they're like a little indie band mm-hmm. from indie Britain, and it's. I would say that they're like, yeah, bubblegum punk, like Martha is. I don't know. I just find their noise, their sound, really attractive, and it's one of those. It's one of those bands again that just made you listen to indie punk. Oh yeah, when it started back in, I can't Um, remember when they started. Like sixteen, maybe fifteen, seventeen, sixteen. I'm gonna go there. Um. So yeah, that's been that's been one of the bands that I've been really excited to see, um, where they go because I feel like every album that they've done just keeps getting better and Uh, better. I really like the vocals in this band. Yeah, um, it's really good. Oh yeah, Catherine, she has an amazing voice, mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, yeah, I get to see how she performs live in May. So oh yeah, oh. so I'm really excited about that one. 
Yeah, I want them to tour here. Uh, I love the song Jet Band. It's a really fantastic song. Very energetic. Oh, yeah. So oh, I'm I, happy about that. It's two bands I didn't know about, so I'm very happy. That's why from uh, times to times I like to have someone else making repunctations because it's always bands I don't know about, so makes me very happy. Oh, I like your punk recommendations because then I also get some I didn't really think yes. about listening to. You, you're good at putting out some of the bands you don't really get on oh, Spotify, Discover Weekly or Release yeah. Radar. We're doing a great job, both of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We keep, we keep making sure you guys get good music and we're reviewing it for you so you you don't have to review it. Exactly. So what are you working on tonight, if you can say? Oh, I can say. I'm currently stuck between two reviews. One for a band called uh, Saturday at Your Place. This Ooh. is also a little indie punk band from America. They released an EP in January. And I've and it's like, yeah, indie punk, emo. I really enjoy, enjoy the smooth guitars yeah. throughout the album. And uh, the other review I'm working on is Shame, mm. because I really like their third album. It's really good. It starts off like with a nice piano ballad oh. song on the first, and then it then you have six pack, and then it goes into a much um, quieter song, and then it goes up again. So it has like oh. this low and high arousal throughout the album that I find really interesting. Nice variations. Mm, that's good. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you. It was fun. You're welcome. You're so, welcome. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. People will like you. your recommendations for sure and to know more about your work because we do kind of a similar job but just in, uh, with a different media. Yeah, we do. And it's also really nice of you to have me on. This is uh, uh, this is big. Oh, no, it's it's my pleasure. I'm very, very happy. Yeah, I I wanted to do it uh, a few months ago. And now yeah. I, I, these days, I don't know what's happening. I got a lot of cancellations because uh, I wanted to do an episode with you more uh, like in the spring, like or beginning of a summer but then I had, mm. I got so many cancellations and people like ghosting me so I was like oh so now is a good timing <laughs> I think that's pretty common right now I've been experiencing uh, no write-backs on emails right oh, now yeah. oh. like, I mean, please I, come on I understand sometimes it, it happens uh, but sometimes it's just a bad timing and it happened like three times last week so I was like am I cancelled? I don't know. <laughs> did somebody cancel without telling the person that they've been canceled? What did we do? How do we restore this image? Yeah. Don't worry. I got you. We'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. I want to improve. I want to be a better human. Just tell me what I did. Yeah, yeah. And I get that one. It's like, oh, guys, what did I do? Did I, did I swear too much? Please yeah. tell me. Answer in the comments below. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. So have a great night. Thank you for staying up late for me. And the episode will be released on Monday. Don't tell me what to like. Don't tell me I've gone too far. I'll take pictures of the sky. I'll fucking listen to MCR. And I will see you, Mitch, and Mark. By the time we come.
folk band called Jason Cruz and Hall. Don't miss this one. I want to say thank you to our sponsors EpicMerchStore.com and Iodine Recordings. Thank you also to Scott Alquist for the co-production and the edit. Thank you to Caroline Morin for the visual on social medias and to Jean-Philippe Alain for the introduction song. If you want to support my work, you can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. You can also share the episodes on your social medias and tag me. This is probably the best way to support my work. You can also give me five stars on Apple and Spotify. You can subscribe to the Patreon if you want to help me financially. It's much needed and you can have access to exclusive content. You can also make one-time donation on PayPal and buy me a coffee. I can't wait to be back next week, but until then, point your life. Hell yeah.